welcome to the Teacher As Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Milner, a teacher who is painfully curious and very easily inspired. This podcast is ever-changing, and I hope with each season, you find episodes that speak to you in your work as an educator. This is the fifth season of the Teacher As, and it's exciting to see the growth in how many educators are listening. Episodes are released every other week. If you enjoy the Teacher As, please rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It helps the podcast reach more educators. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Heather Leonard. I am the Director of Curriculum and Instruction for the Manchester Essex Regional School District and formerly was the STEM Curriculum Coordinator for the Reading Public Schools. Woo! Woo! And was in Reading for the previous 10 years, so in a new job and, and excited about, you know, new challenges and new creativity, but love to the Reading folks, why miss? And this is Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Sorry about that. That's right. Um, So my role as the Director of Curriculum and Instructional Technology is really to provide support and structures that we work within with all things curriculum. So what are curriculum resources, thinking about professional learning, uh, assessment, our instructional practices, and how we can best support all learners in our classroom. And sort of selfishly, I see my job is to be the person who removes the barriers so that our teachers can do the incredible work they do. So they make sure they have the tools, the training, the supports to do that incredible work um, and the magic they do in their classrooms. But myself, I'm like a forever learner. I love school. I love learning. I love new adventures. And I'm a mom to two awesome middle school kids and uh, love reading and gardening. So there we go. That's me. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Erin? <laughs> I am Erin Birchall. So I am the K-8 Humanities Curriculum Coordinator in Reading Public Schools. Woo! Prior to that, I um, was a consultant for five years with a company called Schoolworks. Uh, I was an assistant principal and a literacy coach in Chelsea in a middle school and taught elementary school in both North Reading and Reading. So I've, caught, I've actually taught every grade 1 to 12 because I used to teach in a high school credit recovery program. But I'm in my second year in this position in Reading and loving it. Loving it. My job is basically all of the things Heather said, which is like making sure teachers and building leaders have the structures and supports that they need in terms of implementing previous curriculum, new curriculum, running curriculum reviews within the district, just to make sure we're up to date on current research, current practice, all that kind of stuff. And like Heather said, I think like really making sure we remove the barriers for teachers so they can do what they do best, which is teach our kids. Amazing. Personally, I have a kindergartner who starts after Labor Day. Um, no, but it's great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so great. Um, he's ready for it. He's more ready probably than we are. So <laughs> that's good. That's exciting. Wow. Yeah. So you both mentioned the removing barriers so the teachers could do their jobs. Are you talking about planning the trainings for teachers for new curriculum? Are you talking about supply? Go through that. I would say yes and yes. Um, I think I think first and foremost, making sure there's a really strong plan for professional support and professional learning, especially when you're learning a new curriculum. So, you know, we've been going through ours with three to five. We have it K to two this this year for literacy and just making sure I've, I'm like sort of the go-between between like whoever is running the professional development, be it me, be it someone else, and down to the to the school level. So I think that's like a number one, the most important, just making sure folks feel like and know that they have the support in terms of their own learning and their own practice and their own ability to like be learners as we go through this and, and model that for kids. 
the really important part. Same with building leaders, right? Making sure building leaders have everything they need in terms of their own learning because they don't know the new curriculum either. So making sure they have that as well. And then like down to the nitty gritty of making sure everybody has like the tangible things that they need um, in terms of resources and materials in their classrooms. Yeah, I would echo that. I think the barriers, it's its what we hear from teachers. What are the things that get in the way of us supporting all of our learners? Sometimes it's time. So how do we help folks really understand what those priorities are and where we can get, you know, the, the biggest supports? Um, sometimes it's tools. So whether it's access to new curriculum tools or resources, or it's a matter of like meeting together to streamline what we have and have conversations, you know, um, some of the work that I was excited about when I first started in, as a curriculum coordinator was we looked at you know science curriculum tools we had and we were realizing, huh, we have this, but we're not consistently using it or we don't know how or when. Right. So so sometimes it's really a chance just to, what is the barrier? Wow, there's inconsistencies. So maybe it's the chance to, to look and think, what do we need? I see a barrier sometimes as opportunities for collaboration. Do teachers get a chance to collaborate with each other? Is that cross buildings? Is it vertically? Is it with leaders? Um, is it with other colleagues in other districts? So I think there's that's a barrier for some folks is is space and time to collaborate because frankly, I think that's where I know I myself learn so much is talking to peers and, and colleagues doing the work. Sometimes it's training and the training might be explicitly on a new tool, but sometimes it's like this is what the current research is saying in the field, or this is what you know exciting things are happening. Some of the some of the work that I'm currently really lit up about is the building thinking classrooms research that's out there in mathematics right now. That's not a curriculum tool, but it's an approach. So, you know, I think, you know, sometimes it's just that space that we have the luxury and the time to step out of some of the day-to-day routines. So our responsibility is making sure our teachers have access to what is the current field saying, what are the resources out there, instead of wading through some of the noise. And so I think those those are some of the barriers that I, I, I see it as my responsibility to remove. And, you know, I say teachers, but when I say teachers, I'm including everyone from, you know, our, our principals to our classroom teachers, to our specialist teachers, special educators, our paraeducators and teaching assistants, you know, all, all the folks that are doing the work to teach our kids yeah. and, and myself, you know. So for principals listening, why would it be important? I mean, I know the answer, but I want you to, I want you guys <laughs> to say it. Why would it be important for principals to be familiar with the curriculum? Go ahead, Heather. <laughs> um, as a recovering principal myself, <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> uh, also, love it was an amazing job in you know one of one of the I think undercelebrated roles in schools because I think they do incredible work for yeah. our school communities. Yeah. That being said, man, are they the linchpin for a lot of work that happens? So at any given point, they're managing their budget, they're dealing with staffing needs, they're supporting a facility problem, they're supporting families or struggling students. They're dealing with schedules and logistics enrollment, covering classes if they need to, being an engaging member of society, planning staff meetings, supporting school councils, PTOs, and also being instructional leaders. And so, you know, when we think about that, the role of the principal as an instructional leader and supporting us as educators as we think about our own craft and our own practice, they're great thought partners, you know, when they're coming in and visiting our classrooms, when you're having formal or informal evaluation yeah. What are we even looking for? Yeah. How do we know what we're talking about? And if we don't, as leaders, stay current on what both curricular resources and our pedagogy says, but also what the field says, we're going to miss that opportunity to to move our, our practice forward collectively. So it can become a really exciting shared relationship with a leader and, and teachers in buildings, but our principals are doing all of the grades, all the content areas, all the staffing, plus managing all those other pieces. So yeah. that's, again, like our support for them 
you know, even as teachers, you know, we often get to zoom in on our particular grade level or a particular content area, and that principal's got to support all of it. So making sure they have those explicit tools, I think, is really critical to support their work in, in moving the school forward, too. Yeah. yeah, I think, too, like thinking about at all the different levels and, and positions, getting all different perspectives about what's working and what's not and the things that we need to do to make sure things are working in the best way possible for our teachers and our kids, right? So like, even if it comes down to like, hey, I'm having this PD a day on this and we need 78 subs. Well, that's not a realistic like expectation, right, for people. So making sure we're partnering with folks in terms of what's going to work and what's the best option, like for how we roll this out, make sure yeah. everybody gets what they need. But you mean like for the ARC, how you had coaching sessions, but different yeah. schools? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think in the end, too, the principals have a perspective no one else has. They know their community deeply. They know their staff and their kids. And they get a chance to see that vertical experience within their buildings. So they're always providing an, a, a, a perspective and a viewpoint that no one else in the district has. And so them being part of that conversation about, you know, what that support looks like and what's working and what what we need to do better. That's an irreplaceable perspective in, in the work mm. of schools. Well, and then part of our role or Heather's previous role slash now role in my role is getting the perspective of like, what does it look like across the district? And in, in just looking for patterns and trends, listening to as many people as we can, getting feedback in as many ways as we can to make sure we're rolling things out. Or like not even rolling things out, but thinking about things in a new way if we have to. Just it's the it's the differing perspectives that's a really cool part of this job in this role for sure. Very cool. I just want to mention this. Uh, I think it was you, Heather, with the new math curriculum, and there was a lot with the prepping the math centers and everything. Did you have help getting all those materials together? Um, she she put together math centers. Did you do it for all the schools? Because I mean, we, we got it. She did it, it for like, all the schools. Like ready to go math centers <laughs> from our curriculum. Done. Yeah. I think the support came in the administration providing that fiscal support and folks. And te- honestly, it was teachers saying like, we can't do this because the, uh, the amount. I mean, honestly, it was mm-hmm. that feedback from teachers saying this is important for us to be able to do this work. That was like a small barrier. We can get tools in hands that let teachers focus on the good stuff. I mean, that's that's the job. Did you prep that all yourself? I mean, yeah. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. She's not going to say yes, but yes, she did. So get some high school kids to come and help next time. (laughs) (laughs) High school kids are pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's impressive. But that was very appreciated. I I don't know if you heard enough of the appreciation, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely appreciated. And Mm -hmm. and Erin, everything you do too, it's, I feel lucky to have had Heather and to still have you, Erin. Yep. Um, I'm not going anywhere. No. <laughs> but when you were working in the same district, you guys collaborated a lot. So can you discuss that collaboration? I mean, so number one, this was this was last year was my first year in this role. I've been in, you know, teaching roles, I've been in administrative roles, I've been in coaching roles, but this was my first time in this role. And, you know, you start on July 1 and it's sort of like no one's around, like no teachers are, it's quiet, but it's like, what's happening? (laughs) Heather, Heather, I mean, not just in July, but throughout the year was really able to provide a scope of sort of what the job looked like and what the different components and different pieces are, right? In terms of professional development, in terms of assessment, in terms of district meetings that we go to, in terms of school-based meetings, in terms of workshop days, like there are so many layers to it. Yeah. And Heather was just the person, right? Like my person to to do that with. So there was that layer of mentorship that I took very seriously in terms of the role. But just the the way she and I worked together was something that 
was invaluable to me, be it like planning workshops or thinking through like, okay, like we have this PD session coming up. This is the feedback I got. I don't really know if it fits. Who like, what do you think I should do? Who do you think I should talk to? And being sort of a sounding board, even though we have completely different content areas. Right. Because we're also K to eight, right? So like, we're not just elementary. We're also working with the middle school and have different content areas in the middle school too. So that I my year with Heather was too short and just completely invaluable in my mind. I feel the same way. And I think I want to emphasize that a big piece of, you know, I think these roles, like we're like serving teachers, like if that's our job. And so a big piece we would sit down is like, you know, what's happening for you with your teachers? All right. I've been, if you're asking that of third grade teachers, I can't do that right now. So how do I make sure that we ease back and how do we complement and support where are their natural organic overlap that we can collaborate on behalf of teachers and students? And then where do we need to make sure that if we're saying this is your priority this year, that there's places we can pull back in other spots. So it's it's a bit of a dance, but that's just the work. I think the collaborative relationship is just really invaluable. And we would literally block off when we saw big projects come up, we would block off and be like an Erin and Heather thinking day. Yes. And we would just bring it all in. And sometimes something as small as I have to communicate this. Can you read through as somebody who doesn't know it and give me feedback about what makes sense or doesn't. And sometimes as big as like, wow, this is what we heard feedback from our teachers. How can we plan our next thing to really reflect that teacher feedback and that need? And, and so and we would really talk through things. And it was it was that that helped me get better at my craft, especially because she was giving me feedback from somebody who sometimes you get too close to something, you can't quite see it. Yes, She could give that perspective, both because she was coming from a different content area. But more importantly, she was bringing her own experiences, her own expertise, her own style. And we don't have same styles. We have complementary styles. So it just made me better and in, in, in really helped me think differently about approaching things that um, I just, it wouldn't, the work wouldn't have moved in the way it did without her being that thought partner. So you would encourage curriculum coordinators, even if one's math, you know, science, technology, the other, that it's still valuable. And I love what you said about the planning, because we, we don't want you know, back to back, here's your PD. And the next day, here's your PD. Just that communication between the two of you is huge. Yeah. I think especially because what we know is that we tend to be siloed in our own roles in school districts, right? Whether it's, these are my kids in my classes here from uh, self-contained, this is my content area in my department. And, and but really, our, we, if we think about it and flip it from that kid perspective, they're experiencing our classes vertically throughout their experience and across the day. And so it is our responsibility to frame ourselves in that student experience. And so if we only stay in our narrow lane, we could really, our students will feel that, right? They'll feel that disjointedness. And so it's our responsibility in serving teachers, but also our students to make sure that the work is inherently connected and and thoughtfully integrated and complementary. You've Mm. done a very good job, both of you. Thanks, Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) I mean, like one of the other things like we had started to do, you know, once I had gotten my feet wet with this new curriculum that we're rolling out in elementary and, you know, Heather was already deep in the math uh, elementary game, we started like really talking about the the pedagogical shifts that teachers were being asked to make in terms of their practice and their thinking about teaching and learning and then how those sort of layered on top of one another and how they were similar. So that was really some great deep learning too in terms of like, okay, like what are we actually asking of people? And we, so we started to do classroom walkthroughs together. So we would go together. Yeah. She and I together went in to look at literacy. She and I went together to look at math. And so we were sort of seeing, and that's really where we saw 
you know, I mean, that's the magic. That's the overlap, right? Who doesn't want to be in classrooms all day? Yeah, yeah. But we were able to see like, oh, in math class, when when students are when students are engaging in the warm up, that feels like this when it relates to literacy. And so we learned from each other, but also it helps us to really see, you know, that richness. The connection. Yeah. The con- like the connections between the different things that we were doing and asking teachers to do. Yeah. And both of you were in charge of the um, the amazing Google folder the Google Classroom. The Google Google Classroom. Cl- yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that? Because all administrators should be doing that. It's really just a place. Yeah. That we don't have to go through our email to find that thing that we needed to find. It was huge. So please talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things, one of the pieces in this role, like is figuring out what communication works best for people. And I think like the answer to that is like different communication works best for different people. So some people need that email, right? So we make sure we send emails that are concise and clear and they're like, here's where you go. We make sure we send out calendar invites, but where we like housed the bulk of information was a Google Classroom site where we just would, we had a literacy, science, math, social studies sections and any updates would go on there and then they'd be sent out to everyone, but also any materials from professional learning sessions that we had, pacing like guide. Shows with us, yeah, pacing guides, everything's on there. Assessment calendars. I used to have to go through my files to find those stupid no, no, pacing no. guides and now I just go on the Google Classroom. <laughs> They're on now. And it helps yeah. us too. So if, you know, if teachers are struggling or having difficulty, we can say, did you start here? And then if if we're hearing right. that feedback, that tells us we're missing something. We need to make sure that we're, you know, so it, it helps us bet better too. And the more routine things can be, we're not wasting mm-hmm. the energy and trying to figure out the technical stuff. We can lean into the stuff right. that's that's the yeah. hard work. Um, yeah. So we're, So making predictable systems, I think it serves everybody. Yeah, that was huge. Everybody should do that. <laughs> <laughs> All Curriculum coordinators should be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, that was very helpful. What are you zooming in on right now in your work that might be new or challenging? Zooming in. One of the, you had mentioned we, when we did collaborate and I would actually want to turn it to present tense because we're, we're Mm. still collaborating. We've already bounced ideas off of each other. And there's exciting work that's happening in Massachusetts with examining the new history and social studies curriculum frameworks. And there's finally, ah, and they're they're rolling out some access to open ed resources for folks to use with this curriculum tool. So we actually created a network cross districts, and Erin's really taken the lead on this. So we'll be collaborating cross districts to to check out these new curriculum tools and and provide our teachers with a network of cross-district collaborators. So that's a real live current practicing that we'll wow. get to do and stay connected and collaborated around that work. So I'm just excited about that. As far as zooming in, I think, you know, being brand new to a role and brand new to a district, there's a lot. Mm. Um, so we, but I, I would say I'm more taking like that big landscape view and a sponge on that. I would say the zooming in part that I'm really thinking about is what are the conditions that I can support to make sure that you know, as we're going through change processes and we're in learning situations that the the leaders and the teachers feel that those conditions are set up for those optimal sharing and collaboration spaces. What does it look like? Are we ensuring the right voices are at the table? What are the external influences, whether it's, you know, external experts or research or data? But it's, it's I'm really thinking about the conditions that we consider when when we're going through the process of schools, right? And whether it's a meeting, that's a standing meeting, or it's a professional development, or it's just sort of ongoing routine. I'm, I'm really trying to think about what what are those components that I'm responsible for that if not attended to can distract from or take away from the work? And how do I make sure I 
and intentionally planning for those um, so that it helps serve everyone at the table. And that's really become something that I think over the last year it's really come to light that there are there are conditions that it might not be the work, it might not be the work itself, but it's the the details or the other external influences that can detract from the good work if not attended to. So that's for me and, and sort of collectively um, that what I'm sort of professionally curious about and, and really trying to understand better. And I and I don't think it's like one universal set. I think it's customized to who you're working with and what the team is and what the work is. But that's a piece that I'm really trying to be be attending to and thoughtful about as I move forward in, in my role. And just, I think in general, I, I think in life and in relationships too, it's <laughs> something to be thoughtful about. So, yeah. Yeah. And you also mentioned having to learn the high school piece. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited about this role that I get a chance to really look at that full art vertical experience of our students that pre-K through 12 plus, and also really um, that cross, the power of that cross content. So, you know, it'll be new for me to be thinking about things like world language or to be thinking about, you know, what does it mean in the art class and how does that, that integrate into our work? So um, I'm, re- I'm just so excited. I, I, you know, I mentioned before, I, I'm a learner, so I, I'm sort of selfishly so thrilled to be learning so much from so many new people. Yeah. Excellent. And Erin? Um, so I think for me, like zooming in, we're rolling out like this new curriculum in K-2 this year. So paying a lot of attention to how that's going while still making sure our three to five teachers are supported in the ways that they need to and, and that they get to dig in a little bit deeper and work you know, more closely together across schools. But I think the big thing for me this year is like really communication loops, right? And like making sure I'm getting to hear feedback from everybody, like all different perspectives and sharing that feedback out and that communication out. A big part of that is my, is a implementation team that I run, which is made up of like teachers K to five and having them like really think about in their schools, how are we getting feedback from our school? How are we bringing it back to the team? How am I getting feedback from leaders, bringing that back to the team and then bringing it to our PD providers or workshop days or anything like that in terms of my planning. But that's, I'm thinking a lot about systems for that and and structures that will hold that. And is there a new Heather? (laughs) There is. Okay. There is. Yeah. Have you been, what's her name? Marianne Lynn is her name. Okay. And ha- have you have have you been able to meet up yeah. and start oh, collaborating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep, for sure. We definitely have. Um, right. She's a Reading veteran teacher. Uh, she's a former okay. department science head at um, the high school. Um, and she's she's fabulous. She's a rock fabulous. star. Yay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. Like, we need a new Heather. <laughs> very she's going to be awesome. You all are very lucky. Yes. <laughs> So how can people reach out to you, especially, you know, if someone's listening, they're a curriculum coordinator and they're like jazzed by the stuff you're, they're hearing, how can they reach you? Uh, email is great. Email is great. So it's erin.burchill, B-U-R-C-H-I-L-L at reading.k12.ma.us. And same email is great for me. Mine is Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D-H at M-E-R-S-D.org. Definitely reach out. And honestly, selfishly, I would love to hear from anyone because I'm telling you that collaborative network, I lean on that constantly. And so it's not even just curriculum directors, teachers and folks in the professional learning space for, you know, thinking about adult learning. And um, I'm I'm eager to continue to grow my professional network as well. So love to hear from folks. Same here. Same here. Wonderful. Thanks so much for taking the time out to talk to us. Thanks for the conversation, Melissa. Thanks, Melissa. Appreciate it. And so the listeners can hear all your amazing gems of advice. I love it. 
Well, we appreciate you and all you do. do. So thank you. Thank you. For my blog, transcripts of this episode, and links to any resources mentioned, visit my website at www.theteacheras.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa B. Milner. And I hope you check out the Teacher As Facebook page for episode updates. Thanks for listening. And that's a wrap.